It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 20th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming at you today on a Wednesday back in action. The Orlando Magic will take on the Chicago Bulls tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. We'll have a complete preview of that game. Also talk a little bit about Jonathan Isaac's return, what it means to have him back, and why, uh, of course, why it's important to have him as well as the other players coming back. It seems like it's coming at just the right time for this team. Uh, of course, uh, a lot to get to then as well. I'm going to talk a little bit about Jonathan Simmons and his development and where he's where he's coming from and how he's played so far this season. But let's start off with tonight's game, the Orlando Magic heading up to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bulls, a team that has surprised many and has done something that no team in NBA history has done before. They followed up a game, uh, a losing streak of 10 or more games with a winning streak of five or more games. The Bulls on a six-game winning streak right now, slowly climbing up the standings uh, as they are now 9-20 um, and 20 on the year. So just a couple games back of the Magic, who are 11-20 so far or so far this season. So one game back, and, and a team that's really surprised a lot of people ever since, uh, really, ever since Nikola Mirotic came back from the injury that he suffered during a fight with teammate Bobby Portis in the beginning of the season. Uh, the Bulls have just been on a tear. You look at their last six games, it does not look anything like the team from the first six games. In the last six games, so during this win streak, the Chicago Bulls have a 107.5 offensive rating that is good for 11th in the NBA and a 99.6 defensive rating good for 4th in the NBA. This is a team that's playing at a very high level on both ends of the floor, so give them a lot of credit for that. I watched their game Monday against the, Chicago, against the Philadelphia 76ers, a win, um, and it was a gutsy, gritty performance. Uh, Nikola Mirotic made a lot of big plays toward the end of the game and the fourth quarter. Chris Dunn found a way to make a lot of a uh, lot of great plays off the dribble. Uh, him and him and Mirotic played a great pick and roll game that set everything up for the Bulls to win the game and, of course, take home take home their sixth straight win. And really, just overall, I I felt like they were a very gritty gritty bunch. And so this team is not playing right now. At all, like their statistics would suggest. I mean, I remember the first time the Magic played the Bulls, I kind of said, you know, this is a team that doesn't score very much. So if Orlando can just outscore them, 
uh, it, it, it felt certain at that point that Orlando could simply just outscore them and, and give themselves a chance to win. Um, that didn't happen. Obviously, the Magic lost by 20-plus points. Uh, and, and, and really, the beginning of the end for Orlando, that was the first game without DJ Augustin after, he, uh, after his hamstring injury. Uh, so Orlando is beginning its slide, trying to figure out how to navigate through some early season injuries. And, and of course, that game was, was emblematic and maybe some deeper problems that, that began to come out where Chicago really discovered their offense in that game in a way that they had not done before that game. And, and I'll fully admit, uh, in the preview of that game, I said, you know, there's no reason the Magic should lose this game. There's there's no reason Orlando should not take care of business against this team. If they are a good team, they will, do, they will just take care of business even with the injuries because Chicago is not a super talented team. But... The thing that the thing that you learned about Chicago that day, and the thing that that you've certainly learned about Chicago as the season goes on, is they are willing to fight. They are willing to to scratch and claw and fight and do whatever it takes to stay in a game. And they may not have the talent to get to the end, but they're going to make life very difficult for you. And so this is a team that you got to be aware of. They got a bunch of different guys that can attack you. Nikola Mirotic is scoring well. Justin Holiday is scoring well. Chris Dunn is scoring well. They got a lot of different guys. David Nwaba had a great game in the first meeting between these two teams. So this is this is a group that can do a lot of damage and, and be a very, very, very dangerous team. Um, so uh, And obviously, where the Bulls are playing really well, you look at the last six games for the Magic. The Magic are 28th in offensive rating at 98.9 points per 100 possessions and, uh, and currently sitting at 17th in defensive rating in their last six games at 105.7. The net rating for the Magic in the last six games is a woeful minus 6.8, 27th in the league. So essentially the Magic are playing like one of the worst teams in the league right now anyway. Orlando's still got a lot of injuries. Uh, I wouldn't expect Darren Gordon to play. I wouldn't expect Evan Fournier to play, although he's been upgraded to questionable. Jonathan Isaac will be back, of course. And, and so it'll be interesting to see how the Magic, whether Magic can match kind of the grittiness and, and fight that this Bulls team has. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. Uh, or thinking about it yesterday, actually, when I was watching the Lakers play the Warriors, it, it, it just seems like those teams have a little bit of an added energy that the Magic just can't seem to tap into. I mean, I think, you know, I think one of the big issues for the Magic is this is a team that can't have those lapses in energy. This is a team that that has to have a lot of fight and a lot of grit and a lot of determination at all times if they want to win games. And we're still sitting here questioning it uh, for a good chunk of the time. And so I think that that is definitely something that we need to consider and something we need to think about as the Magic prepare for this game is will they have the fight and the determination to get back in it? Um, uh, or, to, or not only to get back in it, but to keep themselves in it against a team that's playing better than them right now. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I, I still don't really have a clue what's going to happen in this game. And honestly, I, I don't know uh, half the time whether the Magic will put forth the right effort. I mean, against the Clippers, a winnable game, the Magic complained afterward directly to the media, uh, several players did at least, that we did not play with the right energy and effort. And then they come out Friday against Portland, play play with better energy and effort, but just didn't have enough to get over the hump. And then Detroit, they kind of lay an egg in the first quarter. They fall, by, they fall behind by 24, and then they find the urgency and the energy and the effort to come back and try and nearly steal a win there. But of course, they, they did not. So Orlando is still dealing with some very, very basic issues and, and some things that maybe we'll talk about a little bit later in the week uh, based off of what Victor Oladipo said on the Woj podcast. Um, definitely some interesting comments from him, which I'll tease to you now. But for now, Orlando is going to take on the Chicago Bulls down at the United Center up in Chicago. Down, up, yeah, I, I did that. Um, <laughs> they'll play them at 8 o'clock on Fox Sports Florida uh, as well as the Fox Sports Go app and NBA League Pass if you're outside of the Orlando area. 
And of course, with with another game, and, and we're getting closer and closer to Christmas, the uh, the basketball bonanza that is Christmas. I'm excited for NBA Christmas. NBA, I, I, I'm Jewish, so I don't really celebrate Christmas. But every Christmas Day, I always sit down on my TV and I watch basketball all day. And that's probably what I'll be doing again on Monday. But the one thing I'm going to be doing different this year is I'm going to be playing draft. If you're a fantasy basketball fan, you're going to want to listen up to this. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try my new favorite game, Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real-life snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. It's not, no, no, no complicated salaries, no, you know, like, oh, everyone's going to play LeBron. No, none of that. Only one person gets LeBron. Only one person gets Aaron Gordon. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night and there's no management. You just draft your team and you forget it. Once you've done, once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft will even take care of last minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes so you can join one right now, literally right now. And the best part, you play for cold hard cash. Drafts start from just $1 so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, you play in a real live snake draft just like you play with your friends in a season long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join the game in minutes. Or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code LOMAGIC. If you haven't done it, I've talked about Draft for several weeks now. So if you haven't done it, use the promo code LOMAGIC and you can play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LOMAGIC on your first deposit on draft. And I guarantee you, once you try it once, you will want to try it again and again. It's really a fun, fun game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And, you know, we've talked a lot about the schedule for the Magic and, and almost, you know, talking about it. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, we've, we, we've talked about the schedule and this, this, this being a, a really important point in the schedule where the Magic can pick up some wins and pick up some ground. And, and of course, they've, they've been losing ground. Um, the injuries have played a huge role in that. Orlando, uh, if, if you're paying attention to the standings, and, and maybe we should be at this point because we're 31 games into the season now, so we're we're nearing the halfway point. I, I believe January 2nd is the halfway point of the season. The Magic are five and a half games out of the final playoff spot. The Knicks sitting there at 16 and 14. The Magic have now fallen to fourth in the Southeast Division. They're only a game ahead of the Bulls for 14th in the East, three and a half ahead of the Hawks for last place. Um, you know, so... They're they're right now closer to last place than they are for than they are the playoffs, um, and that's not a position obviously the Magic want to be in. Uh, tankers, you can you can pipe down in the back there. This is a team that wants to compete. This is a team that wants to have a chance to make the playoffs, and they're right now kind of squandering a little bit of that opportunity. Like I said, some of it is certainly because there's there's been this energy deficit and, and the team just doesn't seem to be able to find the right rhythm that they need that they had certainly at the beginning of the season. But at the same time, at the same time, it's certainly partly because of the injuries. 
Orlando has been shorthanded, and this is not a team that can afford to be shorthanded. Losing Jonathan Isaac back in back a month ago when the team was 8-4 and four was a huge loss at the time. Probably not big enough that it should have caused a, a what, nine-game losing streak? But certainly big enough that it knocked the team off kilter a little bit. And then Terrence Ross went down. And then Evan Fournier went down. And then Aaron Gordon went down. And then Aaron Gordon came back and he went down again. Those things have definitely hurt the team. And this is not a team that, that again, can survive injuries to essentially three starters. So now Jonathan Isaac is back. And, you know, I, I think I said this on Monday's episode, but I'll, I'll say it again here. I thought Jonathan Isaac looked rusty, looked a little jumpy, jumpier than usual for a rookie. Um, you know, a little bit out of position, a little, this timing was a little bit off, a little winded for sure. But it definitely felt good to have him back out there. I think you could see his instincts. You could see his his energy. You could see his length really playing a role for the team. It helped. And as he gets back into shape and the Magic have had two days in Chicago to practice and kind of get themselves back into it, I suspect Isaac will look better on Wednesday than he did on Sunday. It seems like Evan Fournier is inching closer to a return as well from his sprained ankle. He, he was upgraded from out to questionable for Wednesday's game. And while I, I I personally would doubt that Evan Fournier is going to play on Wednesday, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back by Friday. Or perhaps sooner than that. So, it, it does seem like the Magic are getting themselves healthy. And what's going to be key once the Magic are back to at least even, not even full strength, but getting Fournier or Gordon back, I think, is essential to this team. The Magic could not lose both of those guys, their top two scorers. Getting one of those top scorers back, I think, will begin writing this, this ship for this team. It will begin getting the team into the right sort of frame of mind or, or, or back with the confidence that they need to succeed. And obviously, time is beginning to run out. A lot of people are ready to pack it in for the year, and, you know, maybe they're right. I'm not there yet. I certainly don't think the team is there yet. And even though the Magic have lost five games in a row now, and have now lost 16 of their last 19 games, the season is not over. There's still time to to make a little bit of a push. But they've got to make that push soon. And that's always been my message when I've talked about the schedule, when I've talked about the opportunity in front of them. That push has to come soon. Because pretty soon the Magic are going to lose that opportunity. Pretty soon they're going to kind of fade into that obscurity. And there won't be enough time to catch back up. It'll become more beneficial to lose games and fight for a high lottery spot than it will be to fight for wins. And when that happens, that's when you lose culture. That's when you begin. And, and again, you know, for own, for management, that might be a good thing. That might tell them all they need to know. That yes, it is time to move on from some of these players. We may have, we may have already made those conclusions. But I still think it's valuable to win. And, and you will never hear me say that the Magic should lose. I, I think that winning is always valuable. And again, Victor Oladipo's comments, I think, speak to a lot of that. I think that the Magic 
the Magic season is definitely on the precipice right now. But it's not tipped over yet. The team can still get itself back. The, the, the margin for error is smaller, mind you. And once they do get the Evan Fournier's back, once they do get the Aaron Gordon's back, once they get those pieces back, they need to hit the ground running. That's probably the most unfortunate thing about this whole thing. The Magic need Jonathan Isaac to be Jonathan Isaac sooner rather than later. You know, maybe it's a fool's errand on my part. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just a little too optimistic. And I'm not saying the Magic are going to make the playoffs. I, I probably don't believe that. Not anymore. This team has become kind of who they are. But at the same time, we do know that there is a different team in there. Both because they're so hurt and because they've played at such a high level before. It would not surprise me if we see that team again, even if it's for a short burst. A five-game stretch, a six-game stretch, where they win four of six or five of seven. Those little bursts can still happen. And maybe, just maybe, that will be enough to restore some confidence and get the team back into the race. But it's got to come soon. And if it doesn't come soon, then this season will indeed be lost. And I know that will disappoint more than a few people. So many teenagers waiting to be adopted from foster care feel like their lives are over. They've given up hope of having a permanent home and are terrified of aging out with no support system. Right now, more than 113,000 children are waiting to be adopted in the U.S. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is dedicated to finding them the right family before it's too late. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org slash learn more. And certainly I think one of the guys that will disappoint is Jonathan Simmons, a player who's who's been part of the San Antonio Spurs system, has been part of some big games, and, and signed with the Magic for a bigger opportunity and an opportunity that he has been getting. You know, last, last month, Simmons, uh, I thought, had an interesting comment. Um, you know, he, he told... Uh, John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com that he was really looking forward to expanding his offense and expanding his role. That was that was a big part of the reason why he came to Orlando. And he really does believe that he is destined for bigger things. And and to see him go from D-League tryout to starting to to a almost sure starter in the NBA to, to the point where I've had debate I've had I had a debate with someone on on Twitter today saying Simmons was the second most important player on the Magic or the second best player on the Magic behind Aaron Gordon. I'm not going that far. I think that that Simmons uh, has been good for the Magic, certainly better than I think a lot of people expected, averaging 15.5 points per game. I didn't even realize it was that high. Um, Shooting 48.1% from the floor, 33.3% from beyond the arc, 52.1% effective field goal percentage. He has definitely upped his game in almost every way. Per 36 He's gone from 12.5 to 19.4. So he has increased his production. But I would also argue that while Jonathan Simmons has great ambitions and believes that he is a he's a very good player, that his efficiency is still lacking. As a starter, so since entering the starting lineup 12 games ago, he's averaging 17.8 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, 
and shooting 46.4% from beyond the arc, 46.4% from the field, 29.8% from beyond the arc. His points per game have increased. His scoring has increased. His efficiency has decreased. Coming off the bench where he was averaging 14 points per game, he shot 49.7% from the floor, 37.2% from beyond the arc. Simmons is great at attacking the basket, and when he gets rolling, he gets rolling. You know, I, I, I think this about Jonathan Simmons. I talked a lot about momentum yesterday on yesterday's show. Jonathan Simmons is the Magic's momentum embodied. When he gets things going, when he gets going downhill, he is as unstoppable as any player on the team. That's the truth. But when he doesn't have it going, he stops the ball more than any player on the team. He kills the offensive flow more than any player on the team. And so he runs very hot or cold like that, just like the Magic do. It's good to see Simmons trying to expand his game. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's played the role that the Magic have asked him to play perfectly. He's been a very good player for this team and, and someone I think the Magic will continue to keep around and, and find the right role for. But, and I, I believe this before he entered the starting lineup, I think his best role is still coming off the bench where he can be the leader uh, on the ball, he can drive and attack against weaker defenders, and I think his skills are are better suited coming off the bench because he's not efficient enough against starters to keep that going. And in any case, the Magic don't have the shooters to spread the floor for him. I think a lot of the struggles we're seeing from Simmons, if if you want to call them that, because he's he is playing well. I think a lot of those struggles come because the lineup does not fit him. Putting him next to Alfred Payton does not help very much. Or doesn't, or logically it doesn't. Statistically, it's about the same. So, how do we make sense of what Jonathan Simmons has done? Certainly, I think this season will be valuable for him. Where he will learn how to make these reads and how to be an on-the-ball attacker more than he's been at any point in his career. And I think he's shown that throughout the season so far. But the Magic will still have to find the right role for him. And he seems more than willing to accept whatever role that is. Whether it's coming off the bench, whether it's starting, he will do what the team asks him to do. And defensively, of course, he'll need to step up his game again too. I think something that has happened this year is as he's focused more defensively or offensively, his defense has slipped. According to Basketball Reference, he has a minus 1.9 defensive box plus minus. In fact, according to Basketball Reference, he has a negative victories over replacement player. Simmons is not playing as a replacement player this year, as an average player, essentially. So his whole statistical profile is very confusing. He's got this reputation as a defender, but this year I think we can all agree his defense has slipped a little bit. He is a great, he's been a great scorer for the team and, and a great driver, but he's still playing below replacement level. So how do we make sense of Jonathan Simmons? That part, I'm not 100% sure. My comparison for him, he reminds me a lot of Victor Oladipo minus the passing. Victor Oladipo, I think, was a better passer and probably a better mid-range jump shooter too. But Orlando's still going to need a lot from Simmons this year and in this moment too. Simmons has been the second best scorer on the team with all the injuries. Him and Nikola Vucevic have 
created a pretty solid pick and roll combination. And I suspect that they'll continue to continue continue to, to, to attack with that while the team is dealing with these injuries. This has been a big moment for Simmons to prove himself. And I think in many ways he has. But at the same time, he also still has work to do to reach the efficiency and consistency that he'll need to make his next step. And of course, being an older, younger player, he's 28 right now, the time to make those improvements are running relatively short. So it'll be interesting to see what he's able to add to his game this summer. How much he grows from this season. How much he continues to grow even within this season. Simmons has been a huge bright spot for the team. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm probably being a little too critical of him. And not talking about the good things he does. He is someone that can create his own shot at the rim. Create off the dribble. Get to the foul line. So don't get me wrong. There's a lot to like about what Jonathan Simmons has done. But there's still a lot more for him to do. And that's what we'll be watching for the rest of the season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. Be sure to uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show uh, and give us five stars so it helps us climb those mythical, mythical iTunes rankings. Um, as as uh, I, I'm not going to say that. Uh, actually, um, sorry, I, I saw Star Wars today, so I'm I'm, I'm still geeking out a little bit. Um, uh, you can follow me for all my Star Wars and Magic-related thoughts at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll have a complete recap of Wednesday's game against the Chicago Bulls on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, so be sure to check that out. You can uh, you can watch the game, of course, on, on, on Fox Sports Florida as well as NBA League Pass at 8 p.m., up at, over at the United Center, so be sure to check that out. Should be a good game. The Bulls are a lot of fun to watch, and hopefully the Magic will be too as Mario Zonia tries to copy up that 28-point stunner he had on Sunday. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rosenreich. I will see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.